Hi, my name is Emerson, and I'm interviewing my dad today. My dad today. So, what do you work on? Hi, my name is Dad, also known as Mike Ambassador Bruni. What was your first question? What do you work on? Oh, I work on a couple of different things. One is I have work that I do for my job, which is Babson College, um, where I work in uh, helping them to promote different jobs that they have available. Um, the second thing I do is I have my own projects, one called No More Reasonable Doubt, where I'm working with um, helping, as I say, black professionals to go from invisible or black employees from invisible to invincible inside their, you know, inside their, their, their jobs. So I work with individuals, I build a community for them, and then I also work with the companies to help them, um, to help them help their people. Okay, that was nice. Um, let's see, what else do I have? What do you really do mostly in your job? Uh, my Babson job? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a number of different projects I've worked on, but really, at the end of the day, it's how do I make it? How do I make it a great place for people to work? That's my main focus. Uh, make it a great place inside for people to work, and then uh, attract the right kind of people to come and work. Uh, that that think that it's a good match. Um, I have helped to create uh, an intranet, so like a website for people inside the HR intranet. Um, I put on events where people can connect with each other. Right now it's virus time, so it's all online, but I make it so people can talk to different people who they may not know. I'm like, hey, how you doing? My name is this. I work in this department. Who are you? What do you do? So nice to meet you. Because a lot of our lives is about connecting with other people, and, and that uh, is helpful. is It's helpful for us to get things done. So that's my job, job. My my Babson job. Okay, that's great. Um, what do you like spending on? What do you really do when you're doing invincible? Invisible to invincible. Oh, invisible to invincible. No more reasonable doubt. What do I really do? Well, you see me. You see some of the things that I do. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some Facebook lives. So I'm doing. I'm doing like almost events to let people know about this. I'm sharing my knowledge. I'm sharing uh, things that I'm learning along the way, uh, because I believe I believe in sharing and teaching others so that they can continue to grow and get stronger. And then they can help and give to other people uh, as well. So you can see me writing, doing recordings for that, uh, some webinars, which at, they're all about sharing information. Yeah, because um, people have to learn it before they do. Like, like when I'm in school now, um, and when I, when I go into first grade in two more weeks, I think it won, but... Um, when I go back to school, um, my teacher gonna teach me stuff, and then I get to do it. Same thing I'm trying to do: teach them stuff so people feel good about themselves, and they can do. They can go ahead and do more stuff. Yeah. Yes, sir. So that's an invin- invisible to uh, to invincible. You can ask me anything about anything.
just, I don't know if I could ask you about exercising. If you want, go for it. Anything, Lass. Okay. I'm here for you. I'm here. I'm at, I'm at your show. I'm at okay. your show. Okay. Um, what do you, what are your most favorite exercises to do? Uh, that's a great question because if you asked me a couple of months ago, it probably would have been just walking. Now, oh, go ahead. Because we walked in, the most walking is is getting exercise in and most. Yeah, but since the uh, since May twenty third, um, in honor of, uh, of of a guy um, named um, Ahmad Aubrey, I started running. So I've been running since May 23rd, 2020, and I haven't stopped. So I enjoy running, walking. Um, running, walking, and then push-ups. So I've been doing 100 push-ups a day for the last couple of months. It was not easy for me to do push-ups. It takes time. That's right. It takes time. So it yeah. takes time. But we know that it's a process. It's a process. And, you know, not everything, not everything starts off easy. Um, but as I tell you, what what I tell you, how do you make something easier? How do you get better at something? Keep trying. Keep trying. And keep practicing. Keep practicing. You got it, baby. You got it. So those are my exercises, I would say. Yeah, that's great. How how much water goes up? Because I usually see you just drink one pack of water every day. I don't know if you fill it up twice or something. What's your water times? Well, I have a huge big container. I think it's about 64 ounces. Um, so it's a couple of cups. It, it, it's a couple of cups uh, that I drink a day, but it's only in one jug. So um, I, I fill up one jug. I try to fill up one jug and drink all of that. Um, you know, dr- dr- drink that every day. How many do you try and drink every day? Two packs? You fill up two times? or I just fill it up once because it's about 64 ounces, so it's a lot of water at one time. But how about if you do two? How much is that? Well, it'd be 64 plus 64. That would be a. That would be 128, 128 ounces if I did two Wow, of but if you did three, what could happen? Oh, well, the number would just keep going up. <laughs> you would just keep adding 64. Maybe something is it, but that's a lot of water you got. It is a lot of water. It's important to stay hydrated. Um, Where's for, my for, water for now? Where's my water? I need water. <laughs> I don't know. It's your show, man. Mm-hmm. You should brought your, well, your own water. Uh, what else? I don't know. It's your show. I'm your guest. Anything at all you want to ask me about, I, you can do it. I think about swimming, cars. Okay, so what do you got for me? Well, swimming, how did you want to swim? Well, I would not say that I'm a great swimmer at all. But when it comes to, when it comes to, um, when it comes to actually uh, swimming and learning to swim, I actually took, I actually took swimming classes my senior year in college. So every, once a week, I would go, I think actually probably twice a week, I would go to a class and the swimming coach, uh, Dale Rothenberger at Hartwick College, would 
would teach me how to swim. And he taught me all kinds of stuff, you know, how, strokes, how to move my arms. He taught me how to breathe, known as rhythmic breathing, where you can turn your head sideways. So you go one, two, three, breathe. One, two, three, breathe. One, so then that way you don't have to waste energy putting your whole head up. So yeah, so that's kind of how I learned to swim. How did you learn how to drive a car? Usually people um, start learning when they're 16, 17, and then at 18, they get a car. Is that right? How do you know all this information? Well, I just, I listen to you guys, mister. Oh, is that right? You told me one of those. I did? And I'm going to tell me one, too. Oh, wow. Well, for me, I started really late because I'm from Brooklyn, New York, where I didn't need a car. I had the train, the subway that I could take to go most places. Um, But when I went to school, I went to school in central New York. You might have heard me uh, mention Hartwick College. That's where I went to undergrad, my first school. Did you meet Amma there? I did meet Amma, which is uh, Amma is Korean for mom. Uh, And yes, I did meet her there. So I learned to drive while I was there. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 21 years old. And then, so, uh, and at that time I got a car. My dad got me a car. Um, uh, so 19, dad, 1985 so your dad Toyota was Camry. Born. How old did your dad be? At that time? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe 72. Uh, he was younger than 72 at that time when I was when 31? I was 20. Mm, older than that, probably 50 something when when Maybe when, when it got the car. Yeah. When I got the car and then a couple of years later I learned how to drive a stick shift. So It's a stick shift. Stick shift is a different kind of car where you have to manually, you'll call it manual sometimes. You have to put have use a clutch and you have to there's a different system you have to use in order to, to it's drive really a car. Like an automatic car. No, what we use now is an automatic. The other one you have to to change the gears. You have to change gears yourself, and I taught myself how to do how to how to drive that, which was a very uh, interesting process. Yeah, because I got stuck in the road, and you can get stuck. So I got stuck a couple of times, and, but kept kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. So. Why did you choose to do that? To do what? Autom- not automatically driving. Oh, get a stick shift. Yeah. That's a great question. One. You know, someone was selling the car. My dad actually came up. I was in Connecticut at the time working at the University of Connecticut. He came up. He got the car for me because I didn't know how to drive it. Brought it to my house. And then he told me a couple of pointers. But then I had to practice and learn different things on my own. But I I don't remember exactly why I got it. I felt like it was something I wanted to learn. There's a lot of things I do just because I want to learn it. What do you want to learn and you never got to do it? Ooh, what a powerful question. Man, I didn't expect that one. I'd have to think about, I'd have to think about, I'd have to really think about it, what I want to learn. Let me see what's close. Maybe there's something close to me right now that I'm that I'm looking at, um, that I'm learning. Something that I want to learn that I haven't gotten to learn. Uh, well, I have no interest in learning how to fly a plane. That's for sure. That's not. That's not something. I do want to learn how to fly an um, an airplane and a plane and a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to fly all of those. Th- there's something that I'm kind of learning, interestingly, about about business. You know, and building uh, a certain level and kind of successful business that mm-hmm. makes a certain amount of money. Um, so there's some learning there. 
I won't say I never learned it, but it feels like I'm in the process of, 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 of learning that. Um, I taught myself how to juggle, so I learned that. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure I have an excellent answer for something I always wanted to learn. I may have to come back to your show again just to answer that that question about something I always want to learn. Okay, maybe we'll figure it out tomorrow or another day, okay? Yeah, maybe, maybe you have me back as your guest again. Yep, let's see. I've been thinking about something, but it just got out of my mind. Maybe I have... Um, I've been thinking... Oh, that fifth... Do you remember telling me yesterday when I've been watching a movie, you only got 50 pieces. Like when you sampled, there's 100 pieces to build a super, super robot, and you tried to get 100 pieces, but you only got 50 in one day. So you're trying to get 100 in one day. Yes. So what's your question for me? What... Are you trying to do with all of that? Yeah, like mm. different talk about different parts yes. of it. You know, all of that. So what I shared with you was saying that, and this is what's known as an analogy. I was just giving you an example. There is no super robot to be built, but I was trying to help you understand what is happening for me right now as someone who is working. I know because I know that example. Yes. So someone who's working full time, mm-hmm. and then also working on building a business and raising a family, being with my son. So all the different things that I'm doing. Remember, I'm your son. That's right, you are my son. And then looking at um, the example I was giving you with, because you and I spend a lot of time together and do a lot of games, and I don't have much time to build. So I was giving you the example of of saying, every day I need to get 100 pieces built for my business. But with my limited time, I'm only doing 50. So I have to figure out how to get the rest of the 50 done. Because every day I'm up at 4.30 a.m. By 5 o'clock, um, you know, I'm working. Usually week weekdays, 5 to 6, I have to work on my business. And I'll do a few things maybe at lunchtime. And then weekends I get a couple more hours. But I'm looking for opportunities to get more time or do things better during the time that I have. So that was just the example of, of um, having so much time and having so much work that needs to be done. So, that's that. Yep, let's see. What else? How did you learn how to play football? Oh, how did I learn how to play football? I, I got the idea from your home that class. Everything just was that made me talk with yes, you. Yes, everything is an idea. That's great. Everything, that's actually great for the people to know too. Which everything around question. us. Everything around us can serve as inspiration for questions, for motivation, for something to do. You asked me the question about how did I learn how to play football? And you said that question was sparked by you looking at my old helmet um, when I played college football for Hartway College. And the I learned, well, I started, I don't know about so much learn, but I started playing when I was 14 years old. I played for the Brooklyn Skyhawks um, back in Brooklyn where I was born. Uh, and I started off uh, there. That's really where I started. I, I went. They taught me uh, the basics. I played a Wait, couple of positions. Um, is that your the place when when you've been practicing? The member you told me that you've been practicing right in front of college or something. Practicing football, playing some with some other teams, practicing football right in front. Cause something make me feel like it's like a high school, and then 
And then, yeah, you're playing your football because it's two sides of glass and you put one of the glass back. It makes me feel like that. Well, I can see the picture. You can see the picture in your head? Yeah. I just well, feel it. It doesn't mean it looks the same. You I'm just sure. get in. Like, like, when I've been listening to Mr. Recipe on Salt Week, then give me, um, then said, um, on the first day when, when one, when, Adelina been giving an interview. Interview was actually, um, and then and then they said, "Call me dinosaur." And then I got the picture of it. Mm, so you saw the picture when you heard what they said yes, in your mind. You, 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 you visualized. You visualized it. Make it real visual. You visualize it. Yeah. No, the Brooklyn Skyhawks. Um, not that. No, not not necessarily tied to anything to do with college. Just a fourteen-year-old kid playing football, and then I did play. Um, I played when I was in in high school, but I didn't really get. I really didn't get better um, or come to my own, as I like to say, until college. I think that's when I really started to to really understand the game, to get more confidence. Um, be more ready. Be more ready. Um, that's why I feel like I. I really started to grow. I started to say, you know, put the energy in, put the practice in, um, but start to believe in myself that I could actually do something uh, on that field and, and, and make something great happen. Mm-hmm. We have most of this time. Maybe instead of, maybe we could do interview tomorrow and then we could do one maybe at three o'clock later. So... We'll see. We'll see. If you have, if you want, we could talk about more. Would you want to go? Well, that's up to you. We can have different sessions that are talking about things that you're interested in, that you want to ask me about movies, books. We can ah. do that. We can do that at another session. That's fine. Um, so now you're gonna close your show. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna say goodbye to your audience and, and remind them who you are and what your show is. You know, I see you do my first time, so. My name is Emerson again, and we will see you another time. Bye.